BMG Partners and 1494 2AY presents The Journey Podcast. The stories you're about to hear are true. They shine a light on the events and incidents, known and unknown, that have shaped the lives of the Albury-Wodonga region's most intriguing personalities, local legends and unsung heroes. So sit back and enjoy. Alex Smith owner and operator of the Riverdeck Cafe. How are you? Very well, thanks Kevin. Good morning. Thank you for giving us some time so we can sit here and go through the journey together and, and look at, uh, you've obviously got a wonderful cafe restaurant there in the back. Oh, thank you. But look at how we've come to today, really. Yeah, yeah, sure. So sure. let's start with your heritage to the area. Mm-hmm. What brought you to Albury-Wodonga? Probably like most people that have moved back here, I married a girl who, who spent some time growing up here that's the, um, you know, that's the easy answer. Yeah. The reality is I've traveled my whole life. So I've, um, you know, I've always been moving and lived in Albury now eight or nine years. It's probably the longest stretch of time I've ever spent in one spot. But yeah, I met Krista uh, in Melbourne and we were, you know, looking to start a family and buy a house. And it was either a one and a half bedroom place in Melbourne or a nice house in a very nice, you know, city to live in. So we moved up here and uh, arrived here in about 2009, I think it was. And a year later, um, I left my corporate job that I was working and looking to start up a business and saw a lease for the Riverdeck here and sort of that was seven years ago now. What was your corporate job that you had? So I worked as a management consultant for about 10 years um, on a plane pretty much every Monday and every Thursday. Uh, either traveling within Australia or overseas. I lived in Europe and the US and Southeast Asia, uh, New Zealand, and then, yeah, through Australia. So we would go to, um, you know, big companies and help them put together computer systems and help the the culture of the company change to adapt. You know, you'd be working 60 to 80 hours a week. Um, So it was very tough, but very challenging. And, you know, I learned a lot. It It was actually a very good job. So where did your love of fine dining and, mm. and food, where, where did that come in? Was it from experience of the travel? Or? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I grew up everywhere. I went to um, about 12 or 13 different schools in eight different countries growing up um, and, you know, was exposed to many different cuisines. I, probably like many people, cooked a lot with my mother, uh, who's a great cook. And, um, you know, I think that was probably the start of enjoyment of food. Uh, and then at university, like everybody else, you know, went and waited tables and worked hospitality and thought that was quite fun. And so when I was looking at small business, I was quite attracted to getting back into that scene. So let's talk about the Riverdeck Cafe, because it's not mm-hmm. what you originally signed up to, is it? No, no, I have, uh, you know, um, Facebook shows these photos, what happened so many years ago, and one popped up seven years ago, and it was a photo of what the Riverdeck used to look like. Mm. The first year I took it on, I should really post it, repost on Instagram. Um, yeah, it was definitely very different back then, and the park was very different too back then. So it's changed a lot. So back then it was probably known as the uh, Streets Ice Cream and uh, mm-hmm. Cold Coke sort of cafe, wasn't it? You'd... Yeah, yeah, it was well, it was a kiosk, it was yeah. a takeaway kiosk. So um, I had left that corporate job and started a small hole in the wall up in Force Creek over winter. And Krista and I were expecting our daughter, Arabella. So Krista went on the Albury City website hoping to find information about how to rent baby capsules and came across this EOI for the Riverdeck and then said, oh, I know how to keep my husband busy over summer. And um, 
got me to apply and we applied for the EOI and took it on and it was a good way for me to stay busy over summer. And I think, you know, we definitely saw a potential in that first year and it just grew and grew and grew to the point where it couldn't stay open just over summer. We would open in November and shut in April. Mm. Um, and I did that for three years, moving between here and Falls Creek. And that was great, um, but very challenging. And, um, you know, I knew that if I wanted to be successful down here, we had to build something that could be open year round, could employ people permanently, um, and would be a better fit for purpose rather than just a small kiosk, you know, and serving um, potato cakes and dim sims. <laughs> you know, I wanted to do something a bit different. Yeah. So how long ago is it now since uh, I believe you got some funding through the New South Wales government, I think, mm -hmm. at the time to, to assist in it. How long has it been uh, since that, those works were completed? Yeah, so, I mean, we'd been having chats with council for several years trying to determine a way forward so that we could secure a lease that would make sense for an investment um, and then also determine a plan, you know, and a building structure that would be, um, you know, complementary to the location. Mm. And those discussions have been going on for a while. Uh, Sue Harper from Albury City said to me one day, hey, there's this government grant program, you should apply, um, see, you know, it's, there's money available to do this kind of work. And I think that's where my corporate background helped me out. I you know, smashed out an application, which was probably 10,000 words and very, very detailed, uh, and then was successful. That was, so that was probably 2014. We were informed, and then once we knew that we had the funding, then council, I think, were you know, uh, on board and ready to get cracking. Uh, and we built over the summer of 2014-2015, uh, and then opened in May 2015. So we've been open three and a half you know, almost four years now. Feels like yesterday, I bet. I don't know, it feels um, like yesterday for you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this time warp. It goes really fast and really slow at the same time, but it's gone really quickly. And transitioning really quickly. from the ice creams, the dim sims, the potato cakes mm -hmm. to what you have now, how is it going? Is it still growing? Is it still establishing? Is yeah, it... look, we still have potato cakes. We still have ice creams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of the heritage isn't lost, but we do a lot more than that. And, um, for me and my, the team here, I'm always looking for, you know, new things to do and I get bored easily. Um, so, you know, we recently did a minor refurbishment inside. The chef Ludo that works with me um, since we reopened is very creative. Um, so we like changing the menu on a regular basis. Uh, so we're always doing that. We have grown our functions that we do. Weddings are really an important part of our business. And we're now doing more and more off-site catering, so going to events and helping families do celebrations and things like that. So. Yeah, I'm sure not many people would have catered a uh, wedding with a potato cake and an ice cream from the, many, the, no. the original Riverdick, can no, they? No, <laughs> the weddings are slightly different kind of spec, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alex, how do you think other people would describe you? I think probably the first thing, because it's usually the first question I get, is there'd probably be someone with an accent they can't quite place. Um, <laughs> And I think someone who loves their children, I really, you know, spend a good time with my kids and that's great. I think I'm quite caring, I'm good to the people that work with me. And I'm also someone who gets bored pretty easily. I'm always looking for projects and things to do, so yeah. yeah. Hospitality is obviously a fairly committed industry. Mm. I'd imagine you don't have a, a lot of spare time, but when you do have spare time, what do you do with it? Yeah, it's a good question. So I've been working hard the last year to try and claw back some spare time. Um, over winter, I get to go up to Falls Creek. So my wife relocates there with the kids for her small business. Uh, so I get to go skiing, which is 
you know, pretty special. And I think we all agree that anybody who lives in Albury Wodonga loves going skiing. And then in summer, I go paddling on the river. You know, I'm in the perfect spot here. I'm, I'm a member of the canoe club next door. So when I get a bit of time, I just go grab a kayak, hit the water, and it's phenomenal. I think it's the best possible thing you can do, um, you know, other than getting a coffee at the river there. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You can do it's both. Lovely. You go mm. to paddle and get a coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nice. Super. <laughs> What's something you could tell me now that not many people know about you? Well, probably that my first language is French. Um, so I learned English watching Sesame Street in Toronto, Canada, when I was about four or five. The language I speak at home with my parents is French. Um, so yeah, that's probably something not many people know. Yeah, mm. that doesn't come through, even though you said yeah, earlier that people try to pick the accent. Yeah, yeah. I would not have said French was your first uh, language. Exactly. So. Yeah, I always spoke French at home, but always went to school in English. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I don't have the French accent. Are they your only two languages? Or? I also speak Dutch. So my, my father is originally Dutch. He moved to Melbourne when he was about six, but grew up in a Dutch family. Um, strangely enough, they didn't come through Bonagilla, but I know many other Dutch yeah. family and people in, in Australia, and certainly here as well, that have come through Bonagilla. Yeah. Uh, but I was fortunate enough through that management consultancy and also with my parents to spend two stints in, in Holland in the Netherlands. So I learned Dutch and became quite fluent while I was there. You taught that to your kids, either the French or the Dutch? I do speak French to them from time to time. What's the greatest quote you've heard or a bit of advice, like a mantra that you perhaps live by or filter your life by? There's a few. The one I like the most is in French and it's la vie est nulle sans bulle, which essentially translates to life is nothing without bubbles. And given that the industry I'm in, I think it's very apt. And, you know, if anybody opens a bottle of champagne, there's rarely a frown in the room, you know, everyone's pretty happy. So, that's yeah, about, like that one. have you found a t-shirt with that printed on it anywhere? Or no, that's travels? a good idea, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe I should do that. Maybe, I can good. see your staff getting around. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you consider to be your biggest achievement in life so far? And you can take that professionally or personally or however you'd like. Um, uh, I think there's a few, but um, you know, I'm always someone looking to do new things and um, get busy. I think definitely having children and finding the right person to have children with was pretty good achievement um, and that's worked out well for me. Uh, I think building the river deck's been, you know, a labour of love. There's no way around, it's been a huge amount of work. Uh, but I'm very proud of what we've got down here and what we have in the park. Um, there were obviously a lot of challenges to make it happen and a lot of challenges to make it work. But um, yeah, I'm really proud that, uh, you know, that's something that will stay with Albury Wodonga now hopefully for a long time mm. uh, even after my involvement's finished whenever that might happen and you know probably won't happen I'll be here for a while I think. yeah you no know, plans anytime soon well I mean where uh, where's the next office you know how do you get a better office than this this is about as good as it gets as far as I'm concerned and, so. and as we sit here in the film there's improvements still happening to this yeah place, absolutely so. you know there's another chapter coming up which are the park improvements here and we might be involved in some of that so yeah, I mean, there's always something happening. It's exciting. Mm. Do you have any regrets in life? Are you one that carries regrets? No, I do think about things that happen in life a lot. But um, my mother, when I was sort of in my teen years, once said to me, you know, always be proud of whatever you do and don't ever have any regrets. And I think I carry that with me. Having regrets sort of just keeps you in the past. Um, and I like to just keep moving forward. 
So, yeah, I mean, there's always sliding door moments in life and opportunities that might have been missed or opportunities you take. Um, and things could have worked out differently. And everybody faces challenges, you know, day to day. And, um, but no, I don't think that I necessarily have big regrets in my life. No. Any tough decisions that stand out? Oh, lots of tough decisions, lots. You know, I grew up in a very different environment. Um, not only moving house, maybe every one and a half to three years, but moving countries, schools, probably going to two different schools every country I went to. And then worked corporate for 10 years, continuously traveling. So living in one spot for nine years is um, definitely a change for me. What was traveling growing up through different countries? What led to that? Was it your parents? So, yeah, it was my dad. So dad had a job with um, the Trade Commission Service for the Australian government. And, um, you know, was out there spruiking Australia's products and trying to get investment into Australia. And, yeah, uh, so that was, you know, the, the crux of it. Um, but we had, you know, a good life and our family unit was really strong. Um, and I think that's really important for any family. Uh, so it was good. But, yeah, it was definitely challenging. Do you think that's something you'd like to see your kids get exposure to? Is that a man of travel and... Uh, I think it's important to have a good perspective on the world and understand that your own little hamlet wherever you live is not the only thing that exists. You know, and there are people out there with very different views and different cultures, speak different languages, but um, they're neither right nor wrong. You know, I've spent time in Johannesburg when it was still under apartheid and that was a very bizarre environment to be living in. I think anybody would benefit from travel as long as you do it with your eyes open and the right, um, the right purpose behind it, you know, which is to learn and expand and understand different cultures. So, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see my kids do that without a doubt. Yeah. They're also very lucky to live in a beautiful little city that, you know, has a good sense of community, um, is easy to circulate through and has great outdoors. I've lived in some cities that were, you know, lived in apartment complexes. You know, you just walk out on the street and it's just traffic. So, you know, I think here we're quite lucky in that respect. Let's talk a little bit more about that because throughout this journey series, as we sit down you know, over the past 12 months with different people each month, there's a real strong local connection that you can't mm -hmm. break in terms of they've moved here or relocated here. They might have gone away and they've come back again. Yeah. Out of all the places in the world that you've seen and, <laughs> and been exposed to and lived in at different times, whether it was as a kid or, or as an adult through mm -hmm. work, have Aubrey, you know, Aubrey Wodonga seems to have held you, or has held you the longest time out of all of them. It, mm. What do you think causes that, other than obviously you're raising a family here, but... You know, it's, and it's a good question, because when my wife mentioned to me nine, ten years ago that we should consider Aubrey Wodonga, I think I rolled my eyes and I was like, what are you, what are you smoking? This is ridiculous, you know. <laughs> For me, Aubrey Wodonga just conjured an image of a car park, uh, a very hot, dusty town. And I wasn't a huge fan, but when I arrived here, you know, a complete change of perspective. I think it's just, uh, yeah, it's a great place to live as a family and grow up kids and start a business. You know, you can do all of that and you can do it, I'd say, much, much more easily than anywhere else. Uh, certainly um, more easily than the big capital cities. You know Go back into your corporate role for a moment. Mm -hmm. So you're traveling around with that. Yeah. Was the exit plan ever to be doing what you're doing now? I think I've always wanted to have my own business in whatever shape or form that might be. And when I was considering um, 
starting up a business. I went and interviewed a few people that had been recommended to me that had their own business in Melbourne. You know, they're all very generous with their time. And one of the business people I'd spoken to who had been very successful um, said to me, you know, the, being successful in business doesn't matter what you're doing, it's how you do it. And that's always resonated with me. You know, this person was moving sort of um, machinery and stuff and he said I could be selling picnic baskets, it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, for me, I guess I'm fortunate that I'm in the food and um, wine and beverage industry because they're things that really appeal to me. Um, you know, I think appeal to most people at the moment. You know, there's a personal connection not only with the customers that come through, but also with the team that I work. We have really, you know, over 30 people working with us on the roster. And each of them are great people. You know, they're, they're essentially my family away from home, and that's the way I see it. Um, we all work really, really hard. So, yeah, I think it was always my exit plan to go into small business, or at least have my own business. So, yeah, the corporate stuff definitely set me up well to minimise the risk. What was your aspiration as a kid? Was it firefighter like most boys growing think, uh, up? Or? Astronaut, landing astronaut. on the moon. <laughs> landing on the moon, yeah, that was the aspiration back then. Yeah. So it certainly wasn't being in Albury-Wodonga. Um, no, well, I, <laughs> With know, a I had no, no idea yeah. what Albury-Wodonga was back then. But um, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, like most kids. With the benefit of hindsight, mm -hmm. what advice would you give a younger you? Don't doubt yourself, just get going. Bite off a full mouthful. Don't worry about that. Worry about the chewing. You know, just get going. Take on more than you can, and just get busy. I think that, you know, that's the best way to get motivated is to really push yourself. Find something that tests you. Mm. You know, if you test yourself and succeed, then just keep going. And do you find that's what keeps you motivated? Is is the test Definitely. of hospitality at the moment at this, this oh, stage? Any test, life? you know, um, the lifestyle that Chris and I have between living in the mountains over winter and here over summer is quite testing. Mm. You know, it sounds glamorous and fantastic and all this stuff, but the reality is we have two young children running two small businesses. They're both very demanding. Um, you know, I don't get weekends off very often, so. Chris is at home with the kids on the weekends. Um, over winter, it sort of swaps around. I'm up in the mountains while she's busy working. Yeah, it's just busy, you know, but mm. that's the way we want to live our life and we want to get stuff done. And If given the chance, is there anything you'd change about your journey so far in life? Have you got to sort of go back to one of those crossroads? Is there one that yeah, you... I mean, I think everybody goes through these moments where you go, well, where was the sliding door and where did things change? And for me, I think when I was younger, reflecting on the way I'd grown up. I think I had grown up in, all the, in a very um, fluid sort of environment. And I was very envious of people who'd grown up in one town their whole life, you know, and had a circle of friends that they'd known since kindergarten and sense of community. I didn't grow up with any of that. Yeah, a very strong family. Yeah, I think that's something that perhaps at that stage when I was looking at it, I would have changed. These days I look at it and go, well, everything is just the way it is and you've got to make the most of it. And, try and figure out the best angle that works for you. If I was to change, I probably would have, probably would have backed myself and started a business sooner. Yeah. Um, I think that probably, you know, with a bit of hindsight, but I probably wasn't ready, you know. If I was doing what I'm doing now when I was tw in my 20s, I'd, yeah, probably have a drinking problem, be broke, mm. you know. Be, you've got to be careful, so, yeah. yeah. Who would play you in a movie about your life, Alex? Yeah, it's a good one. 
I think everybody, everybody, every man wants to be James Bond, don't they? So I'd be like <laughs> Daniel Craig, the only issue is um, my electrician, Travis Boss, is like a dead ringer for Daniel Craig, so he'd probably get first dibs. <laughs> what song or songs would feature on the soundtrack of your life, do you think? You know, at the moment, my life is full of, um, I think I hear Baby Shark about 10 times a day. <laughs> Like this earworm in my head, <laughs> and we just make up all kinds of different versions of it at home. Um, so yeah, that it'd be that or some kind of wiggle song. I think that's the best I got for you. Yeah, anybody who's not familiar with Baby Shark, just Google it once. Get onto it it's, and it's, play it once. It's and addictive. Yeah, you'll wonder what it's all about exactly. if you're not a parent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you could be anywhere in the world tomorrow, don't worry about finances. <clears throat> don't worry about whether you're having to work or not. Mm. Where would you be? Who would you have with you? There's a few places I'd be happy to go to, but if, if you said to me, here's a heap of cash, go and have fun, I'd grab the kids, my wife, and we head to Vail, Colorado, and just go skiing. That place is amazing. You know, it's, um, it's the ultimate ski playground, in my view. So, yeah, that's where I'd go. Definitely. We sit down in five years from now, and we do this similar sort of process again. Yeah. What will be happening? Will the Riverdeck still be part of your life? Yeah, look, I think I, I hope so. Um, I hope the Riverdeck will be still part of the, my life, that we would still have a great team, um, that we will have evolved in one form or another, um, you know, and perhaps doing things a bit differently um, in some respects. Probably like to think that there'd be other things going on in my life professionally. Um, you know, I'm always looking for things to do and, you know, courses to do or whatever, but also business opportunities. You know, life's, life always presents you with opportunities. And I read the other day that luck is like opportunity plus persistence. That's what luck is. And I consider myself, I've had a lucky life so far. Yeah, I think there's other things I'd like to be doing and, you know, contributing to. So, yeah, we'll see. Be, it would be an interesting, interesting thing to do. Yeah. All right, Alex Smith, Rudet Cafe. Thank you so much for thank you. Some Pleasure. time and sharing some of your journey so far. And I'm glad to have you really as an ambassador of Albury Wodonga in general. Oh, thank you. Because it is something you know, that people can come down and experience. Well, it's very kind. Thanks for listening to The Journey. At BMG Partners, they enable people to achieve their dreams. If listening to this conversation got you thinking about your journey and whether you're on track, they'd love to hear from you. Head to bmgpartners.com.au. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.